0: Spirit, spirit, Hey yeah, spirit don't you know your brother's spirit. hungry? Don't you know your sister's spirit. lonely? Don't you know there's babies crying? Don't spirit. you know your brother's dying? Welcome to tapping into spirit, where we discuss and explore issues related to spirituality in a manner that questions everything. We start from a premise that everything comes from somewhere and work to understand the unexplainable. We always endeavor to have a great time discussing a serious topic with the hopes of offering inspiring thoughts and ideas that allow for growth, evolution, and transformation. We always begin by inviting Spirit to join us in this conversation and guide our words and intentions so that we express things in a manner that is true and inspirational, and we are always thankful and extremely grateful for the opportunity to serve. Greetings and welcome to Tapping Into Spirit. I'm your co-host, Dr. Anthony Smith. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host.
1: Glenda Jones.
0: How are you doing today?
1: I am well. I am well. I'm glad that it's going to be a sunny day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We've gotten so much rain. I'm looking forward to getting some natural vitamin D.
0: Great, great. We're, We're joined today by Dr. Patricia Crisp.
1: Yes, Dr. Chris. So a couple years ago, um, I was going through so quite a bit with my health, my emotions, uh, psychologically. And I had referred so many people to Dr. Chris, but I had never gone myself. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it was like a light bulb came on and I knew that she was who I needed to go see. Um, within what I was blown away within the first 10 minutes of my visit with her. Mm. Um, and I probably had three or four visits and I can say that it changed my life for the better is, um, a natural path, but she's so much more than that. And so
2: I'd like to welcome you to tapping into spirit. Thank you. Um, classical naturopath, meaning that I do all natural healing, but I'm not against allopathic medicine. There are things they can do. I can't. There are things I can do. They can't. I'm looking for the day when our two fields come together, then we will have an effective healthcare system. But as a naturopath, I look at I look at the spiritual and the energetic properties because all of those come together and create health. Mm. And so that, (laughs) I don't know if you want me to say more.
1: (laughs) I would like you to say more on that.
2: Okay. So if someone, for instance, all disease has an emotional root, every organ in the body has an emotional root. Nothing can manifest on this physical plane without it coming from a thought. So if the body can flow and it can communicate, then it can heal itself. I have a scan that will scan the entire human body field, which is 144,000 electrical pathways. It'll scan all of that in less than 10 seconds, and it's color-coded to tell me what the body's ready to work on. It picks up from the day you were conceived to things that are developing in your body. This is going to show me what you have gone through in your life because people's disease is, it's an end result of Their life and what they have encountered. So, people can tell me their disease. I can tell them what their life has been like. The scan is going to show me what is going on in the body, what's blocking it from communicating and flowing. So, I can work on the physical aspects, but I also look at what created it in the first place. So, if someone has a liver, liver is the seat of anger, frustration, and depression. So, I'm going to look at What created anger, frustration, depression? Cancer is long-term unforgivingness and or resentment. So anyone comes to me with cancer, I tell them that every single person says yes. And then I take the organ. And if it's the kidneys, kidneys are fear. So then I'm gonna look at working on healing the emotional root and then healing the fear. Because unless you get rid of what caused it in the first place, It's going to return. Body tells all of your business. And I warn people, when I get husbands that come and I said, "Um, why are you here? My wife sent me. Did they, did she tell you that I'm going to know everything that there is to know about you? But I didn't, even the creator pushed me into this field because I didn't even know how much I understood the human body and how everyone is totally different. I have no protocols because everyone, if you have five siblings and they all go through the same trauma, it's going to manifest in five different ways. So you're going to need five different answers or five different remedies. And just because something's natural doesn't make it safe. Nothing works the same for everyone. So I test to see what your body needs because the spirit we're spiritual beings in a physical body. I tap into that spirit and ask it what it needs. I do not make recommendations based on what's going on in the body or what an herb does or this, that, the other. I actually test the body and ask the body because it's smarter than I am.
0: So when you say you tap into the spirit, are you saying you do that by use of your scan? Or is that something that you, 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 your I use,
2: I am, I am um, certified in kinesiology, but I use dowsing now because dowsing is easier. Actually, it's interesting because I like, got certified you, you, in kinesiology.
0: Can you also explain dowsing for those who might not understand what that is?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. So with, I'll start with kinesiology, kinesiology, that's, A person would put their hand out, I would put a product in their arm, and then I would press down on their other arm, and they could actually feel, and I could tell whether the product was for them, until I realized that if someone believes that a product, they want to take a product, they can override kinesiology. Mm -hmm. Vice versa, if someone believes that they don't need something, they can actually override kinesiology. So then I started using myself as a conduit. And after about two weeks, I realized, oh, if I am going to use myself as a conduit, then I can't have any opinion. Mm. It actually made me a better practitioner. So I look at their body. I don't have any opinion whatsoever about anything. I don't lean towards a company, towards a product. I test the body what it tells me it needs, I go with that because it's smarter than I am. Dowsing is using a pendulum to measure and manipulate energy. We are all spiritual beings in a physical body. With dowsing, I'm tapping into the God in you or the spiritual part of you, and it's giving me the answers. Hmm can actually test to see. I can see what's the frequency. 0.5 is a perfect human frequency. Is it in their highest and best good? I can see what the effects will be. Sometimes it'll be in the perfect frequency. It'll be in their highest and best good, but the negative, it goes to the effects will be a negative 100. It means it's a lesson, Mm. but I test it. I even test the clothes that I wear um, because everything that you put in or on your body is either going to increase your life force or decrease it. It's just a matter of degree. Mm-hmm. And 99% of those are 100% cotton, 100% linen, 100% wool, and all my shoes are 100% leather. Putting clothing can actually improve your health wow. because when you're wearing synthetics, polyesters, acrylics, They have petroleum in it. That's the same thing that's in the gasoline that you put in your car. And you're putting that into your body and it goes to the liver. So you can simply increase your health just by the clothes you wear. Yeah. What's the difference between a Rolex and a Timex? (laughs) The Timex, there's 4,400,000 electrical pathways in the body. That is the human body field. The mechanism that runs a Timex will interfere with that. The mechanism that's in a Rolex will not.
0: Wow.
2: So it's not just the price. $1,000 pair of shoes versus $100 pair of shoes. The $1,000 pair of shoes, the shoelaces are leather. The inside is leather. The outside is leather. And the sole is leather. So there is a method to the madness out here. They just don't want the average person knowing or being able to afford. And you know, this is capitalism, so they make money, <laughs> whatever. But you can literally increase your health. Um, I wanted to wear um, stretch jeans because that's the latest fad. LL Bean has stretch jeans, 96% cotton and 4% spandex, so I bought a pair. Okay. Okay. And even my even my bedding, the bed you sleep on, my bedding is all natural. My sheets are 100 cotton. All of that. If you touch something, it takes 19 to 26 seconds to penetrate the skin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So clothing that you have on, the dyes you should always wash or dry clean any clothing that you buy before you put it onto the body, because the dyes and the chemicals that are in it can go into your body and create.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Help problems with your health.
0: Okay. And so these are all things that you learned in your training or are these things that you happen to come upon just doing what you do?
2: Both well, I was um, I had a very challenging childhood. I was sexually abused from the age of four through 12 actively suicidal from 12 to 22, 22 to 26. I tried to get other people to take me out of here. That didn't work. So I told the creator, obviously you have me here for a reason, but I thought I was broken beyond repair. So I divorced my husband shut down for three years. And then I went on a journey of healing me. Um, I opened up a daycare preschool that was open 24-7, 365 days a year for 20 years in New Jersey. I had a degree in elementary ed. I went back to school. I got a degree in social. I got a degree in psych. And I'm like, this isn't helping. I want to heal mind, body, spirit. I got certified in nine different healing modalities, including traditional Chinese medicine. I got my master's in holistic psych and my doctorate in naturopathy. I did all this just working on healing me. When I got to a certain level of healing, I, told, I realized, oh, I opened up a daycare preschool because there was no one to protect me as a child. I had the need to protect all children. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to a certain level, of heat, I told my staff, here, you teach. I'm going to work with the children holistically. Every child that came to my center that was on any kind of medication, their doctors took them off within three to four months. And I stopped actually taking payments for welfare because taking payments for welfare then you have to follow the new the standard diet yeah. and I didn't do that but what I did do was because my belief has always been if a child parents are on welfare versus a child whose parents own the casino because that's where I lived at that time they have the right to the same quality education So I told my parents on welfare, I'm no longer taking welfare payments, just pay me your copay. I told all the rest of my parents that were full paying, the same thing, they were fine with that. Hmm. So I, you know, and I just, and then the parents and their friends and family were bringing in people and even the FDA inspectors for my center were coming in and bringing their friends and family. And I, you know, and the creator said, You need to go in private practice. I said, No, I'm making too much money. I wasn't charging for the healing. And so, five years later, I woke up and simply said, I can't fight you anymore. I have this much faith. And within three weeks, I had placed all my children, all my staff, sold my business. And all of that. And I went into private practice. So it really is a combination of both. I tell my clients, there is nothing that you can say that you have said, done, or thought that I have not said, done, or thought myself. So I have the education, but I also have gone through it. And I I got to the point where I loved me. Then I could give love and receive love. Then I got to the point where I trusted me, but I had to trust the creator first because I was a little perturbed with the creator from my childhood. So we got worked that out. And then when I stopped judging me, the world really opened up. And once I stopped judging me, the world was just a very safe place. And I have absolutely no judgment of any person. There is no human behavior that I do not understand. I don't condone all behavior. But I do understand it, and I can have a five or ten minute conversation with someone and tell if they're coming from abandonment, fear, anger, sorrow, this, that, and the other, and stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. can you say from the store. yeah? Can you say a little more about the judgment piece and how you got to that? Because I think that is something that is just just rampant in our society. I mean, you walk down the yes. street and you can't help but see somebody and you make a snap oh, this person is this, this person is that. So can you speak a little bit about that?
2: So what I did was prior to, right now I have a scan that scans all of this. But prior to that, when I first got into the holistic field, working with the children and stuff, I did the flower remedies and I did the key method, which is a Japanese hands-on healing technique and affirmations. The human body can only do what a person believes. So the affirmations will change their belief system. And I would just say things until I finally believe them. I even give affirmations to my clients now. I love me now. I trust me now. I am safe now. I am deeply, deeply loved. And say it until you believe it. One year, I literally went through the whole year. Every morning I woke up and said, I'm pretending everything's okay. And I did every single day till I didn't have to pretend anymore. And then the flower remedies, I had the, there was a Dr. Edward Bach in the 1850s that found 38 flower remedies. He literally took the blooms of flowers and through a sun infused process, turned them into tinctures. And what they do is they resonate at 38 parts of the human personality. So you take the flower remedies, they bring all this stuff from your subconscious mind to your conscious mind to gently let go. You will notice that you're handling things differently. You're reacting differently. But those are the two things that really were very, very powerful for me. Um, And then as I was getting all these degrees and all these things, I was doing the work. You know, it was like, this is so interesting. But then at one point I said, "Okay, now it's time to walk your talk. So because it's really easy to study all this stuff, but then actually applying it is a little different. And then when I went into private practice twice, I said, now make yourself your own client. Mm -hmm. But it's changed. So the affirmation was I let go of all judgment of me. And I just kept saying it until I absolutely did. And then I just, I was like, wow. And you'll know, I tell people it's like, you'll say something when you say it, like, I love me. There was nothing, there's no pings, there's no, uh, 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 all this stuff that used to come up. That's when you know that you believe it. And once you believe it, the body can only do what a person believes. So change your belief system, but the memory is held in the cells. So it's about removing. The cells in the body pay attention to every word you speak, every thought you have and is trying to make it and all the things that happen. The brain isn't that smart, but the cells do. So when I'm working on, I also did working on healing the cells, but changing that belief system.
0: Mm. So, so Dr. Chris, we're in a particular time right now where there's a lot of angst and turmoil. People are frustrated because of COVID. People are well, I guess the mood's a little better now that we have a new administration, but prior to that, with this insurrection right. and and just right. nastiness everywhere, it's right. someone might say it's hard to not be judgmental when you're watching people literally trying to destroy your life. What would you say to to that?
2: So okay. In October of 2019. I received an email and it was talking about a new decade. And I'm like, new decade, what is that? And then I was like, oh my gosh, we are. So what I told people from the first week in October of 2019 to January of 2020, I said, the created the new cycle, the new decade is the creator's new cycle for all mankind. And pardon my language, but I said, the creator said, y'all ain't bringing this okie doke BS into my new cycle.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: April of 2020, people started calling me saying, you told us about this. I told people the creator created COVID. COVID is the great corrector. And that is what was going on last year. It slowed people's lives down enough so that you can see every single person in your life, what works, what doesn't work. What aspects, all aspects of your life, what works, what doesn't work. Last year was about healing. And when Trump first ran for office in 2016, my message from the creator was, America has three problems. Since the British stepped foot here, we have a race problem, a mental health problem, and an abuse problem. And Trump personified all three. When I, and that's why he was running, but America didn't get the message. They voted him in. And the morning of the 2016 presidential election, when I woke up, I said, okay, why am I not angry that Trump won? And my message was, my answer was, if Hillary got in, the status quo would have remained. The elephant would have been in the room, but Trump got in, the elephant is the room, what you you gonna do now, America? I warned people in 2016, the creator is in charge and it is about healing and look, racism, mental health, abuse, all of this is coming. And that is what COVID is for. Now it's about healing. So people have done the work and whatever. 2021 is a whole, we are in a new decade. The number five, 2021 is a five. This is about change. People that have done the work and about healing, they can start moving forward. But it's about healing. Hmm. And also the rapture is what's going on. There is a separation going on now. During COVID last year, a lot of relationships ended. They were supposed to. A lot of relationships got stronger. They were supposed to. All of it, the root is to get people to move forward and to heal. And so now this year, there is a separation. The rapture is going on. Those that are working on healing and moving forward are being separated from those stuck in all that stuff. And so that you can move forward. I've had some people talk to me recently and, you know, they're like, I I haven't watched the news in over 30 years. Whatever I need to know, the creator brings to me. I don't have time to sit there and figure out what's true, what's not true and all this other stuff and get stressed out and whatever. But Clients were calling me, telling me, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and da-da-da-da-da. And I said, okay, so it's interesting. I said, they um, invaded Congress and nothing else because the inauguration, all this stuff, they closed cities down and all this stuff and nothing happened because we have always been the target of the police. Now they are. It's a whole different ball game now. Mm-hmm. Loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a different ball game now, but we are all the first three months in, tw- I think it was 2018. One thing that I kept saying to everyone is one of my wishes is that everyone in the world be healed. And some people really freaked out. And I said, but you don't understand if a racist is healed, they're no longer a racist and it is not enough to simply heal the oppressed. You must heal the oppressor as well for any real progress. And as a people, it's time for us to heal. I'm actually starting a new course I just put together. Prior to COVID, I was teaching seven courses for the past nine years. Now starting the first week in March, I'm only gonna be teaching three courses, but I have put a course together, healing the Willie Lynch indoctrination. Because it is time for us to heal as the people and move forward.
0: That sounds good. Can you say more about that? Um, our listeners might want to join your course. Um, can you talk about so
2: what what it is is Willie Lynch was a gentleman that told the plantation owners that he could <laughs> control the minds of the enslaved Africans permanently. And divide husbands from wives and all of this. So everything that we go through and as a people, oh yeah, that's a problem. That came from Willie Lynch. So it's about what I'm gonna do is bring up all aspects of the Willie Lynch indoctrination so that everyone, and then have people, cause it's interactive. All my courses are interactive, have them see and have open discussion, but then they can see what aspects of any aspects of their lives are being effective. And then I will come up individually with solutions to help them to heal.
0: Hmm.
2: I took a, um, uh, what was it? A cultural diversity class in my social degree. And I was really upset because I thought it should be a black male or a black female professor. It was a white Italian male. So the first day, I still remember this, this was the late 80s. He asked the first day, he said, how many of your races? Raise your hand. No one raised their hand. He said, how many of you have friends of another race? Everybody raised their hands. He said, how many of you have had a person from another race in your home? I was the only one that raised my hand. He said, oh, you're not racist, but you're prejudiced. So it's a lot of things that we, you know, and we as, as, as a culture, some will do things to each other that we would never do to anyone else. And that's a part of that Willie Lynch indoctrination. It's time for us to heal.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. What are the other classes?
2: The other two classes is dowsing. Oh. So dowsing is measured. Okay, just like, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty- funny. Mm-hmm.
2: That storm that you we just, we were supposed to have that we didn't have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I said, okay, I doused that storm. So people know that I don't watch the weather. I have stopped hurricanes, all kinds of stuff. And I'm not taking any credit because when I douse, you're tapping into the crater. The crater's doing the work. I'm just clearing mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, whatever. But dousing is a way we can change our futures. The only thing I cannot do with dowsing is override a person's free will. But when I dows, I have a checklist. It's um, about 30 pages where you go through and you just go through and anything that comes up, you just, I teach you how to neutralize it and how to remove it, but everything is energy. The creator, God, Allah, Buddha, mother nature, whatever term anyone uses, to me, that is the creator. Um, We have free will. The creator will not override our free will. So the only thing I can't do with dowsing is override a person's free will. Mm-hmm. I've doused um, and even repaired like a refrigerator that wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Everything's energy. Wow. <laughs> um, I lived in an apartment in Morrisville and I was in one of the upscale apartments and on the first floor was a garage and each unit had its own parking space its own reserved parking space so there was a leak and so i had reported it to the office they sent people they couldn't figure it out i sat there and doused there was a hard wall and something else in the in the garage i removed those the leak stopped mm. everything is energy
0: <laughs>
2: everything is energy and when but we that we make
1: some changes it, when we find, when we really understand that everything is energy, it, it empowers us to make change because energy right. never dies. We learn really young that energy doesn't die. It just changes form. And when we understand that, right. we learn to manipulate energy in a way that we can help it to change forms in the direction in which we would like
2: for it to go. So that, I right. think that is such a you can, and when you remove, when anytime you remove something with dowsing, replace it, because then there's an empty space and anything. And I replace with pure love, not simply love because a stalker is love to an extreme. You want pure love. I do pure love, optimal health and wellness and prosperity. And prosperity is in all aspects of life. Financial prosperity is just finances, but prosperity is in all aspects of life. But we all have. I asked them, Do you believe in God, Allah, Buddha, Mother whatever they say? Yeah. I said, What is that? And some of them get it. And some don't. I said, Energy. It's spirit, which is energy. Where is it? In everything. Everything is energy. We as human beings are spiritual beings in a physical body, we vibrate. We attract people at that same vibration and wounds attract. Mm -hmm. For me, the challenge with relationships is when people meet, they're like this. If one decides to heal, then one is here and then the other is still here. Then there's an energetic dissonance. And one of three things is going to happen. Either one will raise their vibration, one will leave, or they're both miserable but it's all about energy. Mm. And that can also be challenging with healing because where you are with healing, you have everybody around you. When you raise your vibration, then no one's gonna be around you. And then you'll have, you'll attract people at that vibration. And I always tell people, no one is broken. No one needs fixing there's wounds, there's imbalances. As you heal the wounds and imbalances, your vibration rises, the highest vibration is consciousness at one with the creator. And I also tell people, darkness can never, ever, 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 ever put out light and we are light because we are the children of the creator.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. I give an example. If you have a room that is pitch black with the door and it's bright light on the other side, if you open that door, that light shines into that dark room. If you have a room that is bright light with the door and it's pitch black on the other side, you open that door, that darkness does not shine into that light.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And as children of the creator, there is nothing greater than that. We can't be better. We can do better, but we can't be better. And there is a difference. Right. We are perfectly made.
1: We are even in our ego right. perfection.
2: Right. And we can do whatever we want. That's the only thing. And even we can't control what other people do to us, but we can control how long we allow it to affect us. Yes, we can. Yes. And abandonment. There's three root emotions: fear, anger, sorrow and all disease is rooted in either fear, anger, sorrow. I actually have a chart that shows all of that, but fear comes from abandonment. And abandonment comes from any human being, regardless of ethnicity, gender, or religion that is not raised with both biological parents in the home every single day until they're 18. Now, a parent can die, that's still abandonment. A parent could be in the service and do tours, that's abandonment. A pilot, a truck driver, that's abandonment. If if grandparents die, that's abandonment or a sibling. But with abandonment, the challenge is trust. They don't trust themselves, therefore they cannot trust others. The antidote is love. They don't love themselves, therefore they cannot give nor receive love. And until or unless they heal that abandonment, they will attract people in situations that will abandon them or people in situations they will abandon before they get abandoned and where it affects them is time. They're anal about being on time or chronically late. And everyone, I can have a five or 10 minute conversation with someone and tell if they come from abandonment. And then anger comes from how a person sees themselves, usually rooted in shame and where it will affect people is money. So if people come to me and they're challenged financially, then I'm looking at shame and how to help them heal that. People that have money that are angry will spend it on others and not themselves. And then the third is sorrow. Sorrow is the root to any and all addictions. So anyone comes to me with any addictions, whether it's drugs, sex, food, any addictions, I know that they have deep sorrow in their life and have not healed it. And diabetes is also sorrow. But the opposite is love, peace, and joy. That's what everyone is looking for. Mm-hmm. but all disease is rooted in fear, anger, sorrow. So when I'm looking at their disease and working on helping them heal that, because I can't heal anyone. I can heal myself. The body can heal. People tell me, oh, thank you, Dr. Chris. And I said, I appreciate that. And I accept that, but pat yourself on the back because I made the suggestions. You did the work.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So when you're saying um, all diseases rooted in fear, anger,
1: and or sorrow, and mm-hmm. sorrow, um, and you are helping them to heal that. Can you give maybe an example of an exercise or uh, something that you would do to help with maybe with fear, anger, or and
2: or sorrow? Okay, so with um, sorrow, I suggest the opposite of sorrow is joy. So to get somebody from sorrow to joy, what I have them do, I suggest that they do a gratitude journal. And with my gratitude journal, each evening, you write three things that you're grateful for and you can never, ever repeat any item on the list Mm. because what you focus on, you create. So if you start focusing on gratitude, I remember the first time I did a gratitude journal, the first thing I wrote was, I am grateful that my shoes match my pants because when you're in this pain and you're in all of this stuff, that's what you're focusing on. You don't focus on what's going right. You don't even see that. So the gratitude journal and not being able to repeat anything will get you focusing on things to be grateful for. My sentences were this small. Then they got bigger. Then it was a paragraph and night. Then it was a page. Now it's automatic. I say thank you when I go through a green light. Oh, yeah. You know, and for abandonment, I, I have people do two things. I suggest that they do letters. Writing is therapeutic. Typing isn't. Talking is therapeutic. Texting isn't. Running things through your head doesn't do anything. So I have them make a list of all the people that they have something to say to. And then I have them write a letter to them. They're not good. They don't mail them. This isn't punitive. This is to help them heal. And the fact that they will not they won't see the letters, so they don't have to be worried or concerned about their reaction. They can write everything, and everyone is usually amazed at once they, once they start writing what comes out. Even men are shocked at what comes out. And some people say, wow, I thought I had worked on, healed this. Then after they finish the first letter, I then they forgive them out loud, individually for everything in the letter, even if they don't mean it. I forgive you for leaving, I forgive you for hitting, I forgive you for this, I forgive you for this, and go through the letter, and then destroy the letter. I also suggest that they may want to write a letter to the creator. I did, I was a little perturbed for my childhood, and my first letter I put in an envelope, put God on the front a stamp and mailed it in a mailbox. I don't know who got that letter, but I felt great. <laughs> and then the last letter, right? <laughs> the last letter I have them write to themselves because they are amazed at, usually people are amazed at what they've been holding against themselves and what standards they've been holding themselves up to. And I have them destroy the letters because you don't. that's energy. You don't want to keep that energy around. And I also suggest that they be very, very gentle and very kind with themselves because they're usually healing a child. So if it's a seven-year-old Think about a seven-year-old's brain and how much a seven-year-old can understand because until you heal that seven-year-old, that's who's going to be responding. And then I'll say, when you get mad, don't you act like a seven-year-old? Even grown men will say, yeah. (laughs)
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So I spend a lot of time with people and help them understand that what they're doing, this is the human body. So they can let go of some of this guilt and blame Mm -hmm. that is blocking them and helping them to understand that they're capable of doing whatever they want we all have this power I tell people I said I'm 66 years old I never wanted to be this old and never thought I would be this comfortable in my own skin and if I can do it so can you there's nothing different between you and I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um as someone and then the affirmation <laughs> I love me
1: Go right ahead, because I love the affirmations I say every day.
2: (laughs) And the affirmations, I love me now. I trust me now. I am safe now. I am deeply, deeply loved now. And you say it, I am in the present and now. You don't say I will, because that's a future and will may never come but you say them until you believe them because the brain can only do what a person believes. You want to change your behavior, change your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if someone disrespects someone else or someone doesn't, or doesn't trust someone else, I don't look at the person. I look at, I don't look at what they're doing to the other person. I'm looking at the person because A person can only respect someone if they respect themselves. So if they're disrespecting other people, it's because they disrespect themselves. If they're, you know, doing that, it's because they don't do it to themselves. And my thing is, I believe that everyone will do the right thing. And if they don't, it's because they don't know. So I teach them. I have two examples. It's so funny. Um, When my daughter first moved to Georgia, I went to... um, she took me to an indoor um, I guess they were vendors and whatever. Anyway, this young brother, big, huge, had this long white t-shirt, went mid-thigh in big, bold black letters. Niggas ain't shit. And I walked up to him and I said, Are you talking about me and your mother? And I said it just like that. His mouth fell. Bet you he never wore that t-shirt again.
0: <laughs> I was in. <laughs>
2: And I wasn't nasty. I just said, are you talking about me and your mother? Mm. I was in Walmart in the speedy line. The cashier next to us had turned his light out. He had three people in line. While he was waiting on them, three people came up. He turned them away. He was Middle Eastern. It was a Middle Eastern young gentleman. An elderly Middle Eastern man came with the turban. He let him get in line. There was a white couple behind me. I said, will you watch my cart for me? They said, sure, you're going to try and get in line. I said, thank you. And I walked over and I said, excuse me, sir, but how can you turn three people away and then allow this gentleman to get in your lane? Mm -hmm. He said, oh, sir, you have to go in another lane. But I wasn't nasty. I wasn't anything. So my thing is, if people don't do the right thing, it's because they don't know better. So I teach them, whether it's in the... uh, (laughs) In the elevator, whether it's in the store. I talk to everyone everywhere. Hmm.
0: And people are receptive to that when you because of the way you yep. bring the energy. Because some people might feel right. like who right. are you talking to me and, and why why are you right. who are you? Hmm. Yeah,
2: I've never had anyone because they can feel that I have no judgment and the way that I'm coming to them. And mm-hmm. their spirit can feel that. I even stopped a white cop from buying Gatorade. In the gas
0: station.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I said, oh no. He said, but it's hot. And I said, yeah. And I went through the, the um ingredients. Uh, ingredients and the body, he put it back and he got some water. He got some water instead. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But people only, they can only do what they know. And if they don't, people everyone, no exception, is doing the best that they can
0: mm-hmm.
2: with where they are. Yeah. yeah. And and
0: it's about knowing
2: better and teaching, and that's what I do. So what
0: and I, laughter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What I what I'm hearing you say, if I, if I'm picking up a theme, you have cultivated this energy that you've been able to amass through the work that you have done over time. It didn't. You didn't just wake up like this. You had to put in yeah. some time and effort to create the ability to tap into this energy.
2: Oh, I went right now when I was a young child. (laughs) I know that the creator gave me gifts, but I thought everyone was like me when I was a child, so I didn't think anything about it. It wasn't until I got to be an adult. How do you know that? I'm like, no, what? And why don't you know? And you're so weird. I said, yeah, now you pay to come see me. But (laughs) at some point I said, Okay, I understand you gave me these gifts and talents and I'm ready to use them now. But I still did the work of healing that wounded little girl mm. um, and that I did do. I, I did because to me, in order to be effective, you must be at a certain level of healing in order to be effective with others. Otherwise, your stuff is going to come through and influence you when you're working with other people. You don't have to be, you know, like. hundred percent, but you must be at a certain level of healing. Otherwise, you could be detrimental to other people rather than helpful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
1: I think that is a a very important key. I often um, talk with people and do my best to help them. And there are times that I say something to them that I'll think I should do that more often myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that there is a level of, authenticity as a healer that we should, we should embody that if we are going to work to help others to heal, then the things that we are telling someone else to do, we should be doing those things. We should be living that life Right. that okay. helps us to be a better, he. Uh, uh, that helps us to be better at everything that we do, not just being a better healer, just, it helps us to be a better us.
2: Yes. And so for me, it was, I was kind of glad that if anyone had ever told me I'd be in this field, I would have told them they were crazy. This was never on my agenda. And I tell people now, I give the creator all credit because I didn't even understand how much I understood the human body and all these gifts and stuff. But I went on a journey of healing me first. So that really helped. It wasn't like I was trying to get into the healing field. I literally went on a journey of healing me so that I could improve the quality of my life. Mm-hmm. Because at, even at 30, I divorced at 28. At 30, I really didn't see, I had, actually I had my daughter, probably if I didn't have my daughter, I would not be here.
0: So I wouldn't have, that because
2: at- have- at a long portion of my life, I live my life for my daughter. And so then when she's, I'm like, okay, well, now it's like, you got to do you. And so that was something that um, helped me. Um, but yeah, so people do all kinds of things. And I tell people, there is nothing you can say that you have said, done, or thought that I have not said, done, or thought myself. Mm-hmm. When people go through. It's like I understand it, I recognize it, and it's like no. And I tell them, me, what you see. I'm so comfortable with me. I'm not perfect, but I know who I am. I know what I want. There used to be. There was a time when I couldn't say no to any man that asked me to have sex with him, because of the rapes. Your boundaries, the ability to say no, was removed. That was immense shame for me. Now I'm like, I'm not that person anymore. And I don't have shame. I literally healed that. I can talk about it, this, that, and the other and stuff. So I tell people as comfortable as I am, you can do the same thing. There's nothing different between you and I. Mm -hmm. So, So for,
1: are you still on a healing journey? Is healing something that is continuous?
2: Do you feel that there's a point? Oh, you can- yeah, now, every, every now and then, um, like I woke up December of, it was a Sunday in December of 2013. I woke up in my mother's womb telling her I forgave her for not wanting me. Mm. And then I was there and I just laid there and I watched TV and I'd sleep and i eat and then i cry and I allowed the emotions to come up and out and then it dawned on me, this is rejection. So I looked at how rejection played out in my life from birth up until 2013. Four years ago, I woke up and I said, wow, nobody, no one in my family ever liked me. Mm-hmm. None of my siblings ever liked me. My oldest brother sexually molested me and his two oldest daughters. Um, My other sister used to tell me, oh, girl, I would be out every day in the summertime in the sun, because I was the lightest of all the children. And they told me I was ugly because I was light skinned, my hair and all this stuff. I believed all this stuff. I was a little child. They were 15, 14 and 13 years older than I am. Um, Nelson Rockefeller found me in junior high and gave me a four year academic full scholarship to the second highest academic high school in this country. I was the first Black to go there four years and graduate. My sister told me my parents would do better off sending the dog. Mm. All this came up four years ago. So there are layers. So within the past, what, 10 years, there are two things that came up. Um, I was driving to Florida last year, and I was like, wow, the... um, I realized, what was it? There was something that I realized, but I never replaced it. And I was like, oh, okay, now it's time to replace it. So there are things, you know, it's when you're born, you're like this, as you go through life, you put on layers and is the opposite direction. You go back down the layers, through the layers to your back, to that core. So we still go through life and stuff happens. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. So it is continuous. It is. (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: It just gets easier.
0: <laughs> yes. Cause you put in the reps and, and you
1: have the tools. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. feel that I have a tool belt. And as mm-hmm. I go through life, I add to my spiritual tools, my whether yeah. healing, emotion, whatever it may be. And so as mm-hmm. time goes on, I know which tool to use because mm-hmm. it has seemed to work over and over again, and it's proven to work. So I, I believe that it, it for for a lot of us it does get easier um, because we know we we have the tools first, and then we know how to use them.
2: Mm-hmm. Good. Right, and it's about having it's about developing a clear sense of identity and knowing who you are. When you have a clear sense of identity, I describe that as I have my opinion, you have your opinion, you have your opinion, but your opinion to me doesn't change who I am. That's when you know that you have a clear sense of identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their opinion, but your opinion doesn't change who I am. That's how you know. Right. And uh, so it's, yeah, and it's once you have a sense of identity and when you love yourself and trust yourself, and then when you can get to not judging you, then hey,
0: <laughs> okay. you know, it's falling
2: yeah. into place and it's a much easier ride. And yeah, yeah. Yes, I, it that has been, it is, I think it that, is a journey mm-hmm. steps. you just take steps mm-hmm. and sometimes is standing still sometimes it's going sideways, sometimes it's backward and sometimes it's forward.
1: For I think for that judgment piece, learning to not judge yourself and growing to that point also helps you to not judge others. It, ha- it makes a huge difference. Um, right? And yeah. I, I believe that we are taught really young to judge. And that can be one of the biggest things that um, can be a chance to change. Mm-hmm. And we are
2: taught to even believe what other people say about um, us. Uh, uh, right. As people of color in this country, we were taught, I grew up, I was 54 years old. I woke up and I said, Dag, I've spent my whole life caring about what other people thought about me. What about, I don't care what anybody thinks about me anymore. But that's what we were taught because our ancestors taught us how to live with brown skin in a white capitalist society. They taught us how to survive. I teach people how to thrive. Yes, they taught what they knew. Mm-hmm. And then I always talk about with the when they brought the Africans here and enslaved them. The first thing they did was they took their name and their religion. That was their power and gave them Christianity in a form to control them. There are still many churches that teach Christianity in a form to control them. I tell you, read the Old the New Testament for yourself. You know, because it says God will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do to be forgiven is ask and not repeat the behavior. Mm -hmm. And it's, yes. So I tell me, read it for yourself Mm -hmm. and understand. But it also says that God made all mankind in his image and gave us all his power. So what is greater than that? Nothing.
0: That's right. Nothing. We We
2: can't be any better. We can't be any better. We can do better, but we can't be better. And there's a difference. And a lot of people say it, they're like, oh,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: But the creator is me, like, even now, when people ask me questions, the answer comes from the creator. I literally don't even have to think. Mm -hmm. I do understand. I was giving these in, in, in talent, but, and abilities, but we all are. I've just learned to tap into and pay attention. Has in 66 years, it's never been wrong. I have, but it's never been wrong.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's a good way to, to wrap up. As we go out, tapping into that spirit, if you could just leave our listeners with mm-hmm. some, some positive ways they can tap into the energy of the creator, the sp- of, of spirit, however people wanna conceptualize that. Mm-hmm. some positive things that can take us out and let us know that we are in control of living our lives the way we want to live our lives.
2: Okay. The creator talks to us in all kinds of ways. Animals, insects, everything has a message. If an insect or an animal comes in, a friend of mine, and he's a Baptist minister, he called me one day, he said, he woke up, there's a wasp nest at his front door, on his front porch. I said, did you look up? look up and see what wasp means look up the spiritual meaning of wasp so he did he said i already did and i said okay so did you see what is it about the wasp that you need in your life and so he said i you know yes and i said okay so tell the wasp thank you for their help thank you for their wisdom The next day he calls me, he said, The wasp nest is gone. I said, Yes, because the wasps were there to help you and offer their services in these areas, and you accepted them. They left. I don't kill any insects, anything. You can Google the spiritual meaning of anything, any animal and stuff. That's certain ways that the creator talks to us. The other is just paying attention, conversations with people. The creator is constantly talking to us. And in all kinds of ways, conversations with someone, just like you said earlier, you have conversation with someone and you have the same conversation with three or four people, the creator is trying to tell you, look at that. If you're dating someone, And the relationship ends, take the thing that you dislike the most about them and turn it towards you because that's the way that the creator has of showing you what's out of balance in you. Um, And then just say, show me. Um, And then another thing that I did um, earlier on was I did ask for the creator to show me and (laughs) Then I was seeing, but then I had to ask for acceptance because I'm like, yeah, I was getting the messages, but I didn't like all the messages. So <laughs> then, I, <laughs> so then I asked for acceptance. <laughs> you know? But it's really ask and just know and just pay attention to everything, everything that happens. Even I was talking to a guy on the phone the other day about a situation that happened, and I was like, oh my gosh. A rainbow showed up on my door. There was no rainbow outside, but that was God showing me that what I was saying was in His will. Yes, yes. but just pay attention and pay attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll the more It's too quickly. And you know, today no, I, I talk to God just like I'm talking to you. All. I was saying earlier uh, today, I was
1: talking with a relative. I couldn't hear you. I was saying earlier today, I was talking with a relative, a younger relative of mine um, who comes to me Uh often to kind of talk things through. And spirit gave me or spirit led me to tell her she needed to begin to work with her ancestors, to talk with them, to ask for their guidance Mm -hmm. Um, we had talked about it several times. And so I asked her, so have you done that yet? And she said, no, I hadn't. It was like, so that's something that I need for you to do immediately. And I'm sitting in my car, I backed into my driveway, and I'm telling her that and I look straight ahead, and two cardinals are on the electrical wire <laughs> right in front of me. And I knew that, okay, I did the right thing. I said the right thing. This has, and if you, if anyone that's listening doesn't Mm -hmm. know about Cardinals, if you look it up, then you'll understand why I say this. Mm -hmm. So the messages that come all day long, um, some, someone, I heard someone say something about, well, I hate to sound like, I think everything is a message from spirit. Well, I don't know why you would hate that
2: because absolutely everything is. Mm-hmm. And it is okay. Right. And you can ask, you can say, show me in a way that I can understand. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, because that's another thing. And the create a will, like my daughter called me a couple of months ago, it was like 3.30 in the morning and she was having a problem with my second grandson and she put him out and this, that, and the other. So when I got off the phone, I just put my hand up. I said, fix it. And I left it and then I sat and watched movies. So I wouldn't think about it, this, any the other. Then I talked to his spirit. For the next couple of weeks, every day, I just talked to his spirit because they're in another state and I just talked to his spirit. And a couple of weeks later, my daughter called. She's OK. He called. He apologized. And he's back home. Mm. So let just tell the guy, fix it. When I, I've been self-employed since 1985. One time, well, when I opened up my daycare preschool, I said, OK, you said you would provide me with all that. I need, I need payroll. I need mortgage. I need this. I need this and this. And you better not let me down. And that's what I did and I left it alone and provided. Also trusting the more you trust, the more is given. Back then we didn't have a uh, cash app. You didn't have all these different things or credit cards you paid with check or cash. My parents had to pay me on Friday. I started mailing my checks. For all my bills on Thursdays, trusting the money will come. I never bounced a check. Yeah. Okay. So it's about yeah. <laughs> I'll
0: be in that process. So, of mm-hmm. huh? Got to be in that process of trust. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell everyone how yes. to contact so, you and if they're interested in? Taking classes or coming to see you for um, a, a session, uh, let people know how to get in touch with you.
2: Yes, so they can. Um, and the other, the other class I'm teaching is my story, changing my story. My story, changing my story, are 24, 25 questions that the creator gave me, mm-hmm. and they don't get the cl- questions of time. They will. Um, I throw out three to four questions, a class, and then they'll write the answers. Now, this class, everyone has to agree, no judgment, and not to discuss what is discussed in the course. Mm-hmm. And so I'll throw out four questions, they answer them, and then I go around with each. This is showing them what their subconscious is operating off of, and all behavior is 90 to 95% of behavior is coming from your subconscious. So I had a client and I had been working with her two years. She came from a black middle-class family, really healthy upbringing. She got her degree. She got a job at 24 as an assistant dean in a college. I could not understand how she married a schizophrenic bipolar man. Hmm she took my course. In one of her answers, she was saying she was talking about how she got this job as a assistant dean at 24. And she said, I knew I could do the job. But one of the the, one of the interviewers, a male, she said, I had to prove to him that I could. I said, I've been trying for two years. No, before I said that, I said, and how long after that did you meet your husband? She said three months." And I said, I've been trying to figure out for two years how you married this man. And I said, if you had told me that I knew I could do the job, I'd still be trying to figure that out, but you didn't. You said, I knew I could do the job, but I had you had to prove to him that you could. That wiped out everything previous in her life, that upbringing and all of that, because she believed his truth. Which wasn't the absolute truth, which opened her up to meeting this guy and this, set, me the other, and on and on. And on. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, that's the third class. But um, my website, well, you can call me. My landline number is 919 381 5585. My cell phone number is 609 214 4358. My website is wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, at patcrisp.com. P is in Peter, A is in Apple, T is in Tom, C is in Cat, R is in Robert, I is in Ice, S is in Sam, P is in Peter.com.
0: Okay, all right, good. I'm sure you can have <laughs> a lot of people signing up for this <laughs> and also contacting you about... Um, having a session there because it's a lot of good information. And it's what we all need. We all need healing. Um, this, I, I agree yes. with what you said earlier. This is definitely a time for healing. There's been so much trauma. And moving moving forward. Us and we need yes. to get yes. to a space of healing. So we are yes. very, very grateful. Um, go ahead
2: so grateful that you even thought about me for this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank,
0: really.
2: You. Yes. thank you.
0: Thank <laughs> you. You're such a joy. Yes, And I'm sure we're going to have to be back again once You're we get welcome. all of the wonderful um, feedback we'll get. Um, so all right, okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap up. And all righty. You take care. And we okay. will definitely be putting some of these things into practice.
2: Alrighty, thank well, our audience. Thank Most you.
0: Um, continue to be critical thinkers as you're working on your path to spirit. And remember to do your work to heal and tap into spirit. Peace. Yeah, talking about spirit. So in closing, we'd like to encourage you to embrace the concept of change and learning something new, continue to evolve, continue to transform Continue to thrive and find your own personal path to tapping into spirit. I was obviously too blind and probably too weak to see who was responsible for my losing streak.